Hey everyone, this is Nick Stevenson, co-host of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. Chris and I want to thank you all for your continued support even through these difficult times. Today's episode will be a little bit different as Chris joins me over the phone along with our guests. We wanted everyone to know that we're taking this COVID-19 situation seriously and we hope all of you are as well. To all who have been affected by this, those who have lost loved ones, those who have lost their jobs or businesses, we stand with you. Not only thoughts and prayers, but anyone who's heading up any type of relief efforts in this time, please let us know so that we can get out in front and get that info out there and help take action. While the world is watching, let's show them that Americans come together when the going gets tough. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now here's your hosts, Nick Stevenson yeah, and buddy. Chris Clark. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world, Welcome to episode 14 of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. We are self-quarantined and social distancing today. That's why my buddy Chris Clark is joining us via the telephone. What it do, baby? What's the damn deal, though? Bruh, this is weird, <laughs> but it's Ooh, all good. Hey, playing, man. Brother, the show must go on. I'm thankful you were able to do this. We kept it going, and I'm so thankful that our special guests... Jonathan and Stacey Hughes have joined us via the telephone as well. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. What's going on? Brother, appreciate you guys coming on. It's not exactly how we planned it. We figured, look, we hope everybody else out there is being safe. Look, we're not making a huge deal out of this. It's not the end of the world, but it's also not a joke. So we just wanted to kind of set an example here that we're taking this seriously and we're doing the best we can. But like we said, the show must go on. The whole point that I wanted you guys, the whole reason, I'm sorry, that I wanted you guys to come on is we did a three-part series earlier called All in the Family, where we introduced people to our mothers, our wives, and my brother came on. But there's an aspect of family that I did not want to leave out, and that was the extended family. That's the family who may not have the same blood running through their veins, uh, but they still get so close, and you go through real-life things that you become family. And that's why I'm so blessed and thankful that you guys have come on. And I want to kind of tell that story about how we got to that point. Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm one of those people I don't just let anybody in my circle, bro. And I think we've discussed that a little bit in the past. It was one of those things where when I was introduced to you guys, I was a little hesitant, probably a little more than I needed to be. And if I would have known that our friendship would become what it has now, man, I would have said shame on me. So let's let our audience get to know you guys a little bit because you guys are a huge part of our family now. I know that you've come here to defend Florida's honor. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, on Florida, man. <laughs> so this is what I'm going to do. I like our crazy. Right. Absolutely. Hey, wear that, wear that like a badge of honor. It's all good. So what I want to do, <laughs> I want you guys to tell us, like, first of all, how'd you end up here? And what was that like? Were you excited? Were you nervous? Were you scared? Like, let us know how you ended up here first, and then we'll get into how our families came together. I guess we can kind of both tell this story from different aspects of it. Um, I was, we were living in Florida, Jacksonville. Um, Already? <laughs> and uh, 
working for a company I'm still working for now. Got opportunity to come to Houston and open a new branch that was opening. And I moved out here and with the family, of course. And uh, we opened up a new store and we've been here ever since. So, Jonathan, when you got that news, was that good news? Were you happy? What, like, what was the feeling? Because, I mean, obviously you had an opportunity uh, to do something really big, but you got to leave home to do it. So some, talk about the mixed emotions of that. Well, that's some of where Stacy comes more into play than I do because I can pick up and move anywhere. I don't have any qualms against that. Stacy was actually born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. So she was literally leaving friends, family, and everything she's known for most of her life behind. So, babe, why don't you go for that part of it? Um, I mean, it was definitely, I mean, I guess at first it was kind of a shock and a worry. Um, but we, when this was before kids, had picked up and, and left, and we moved to Georgia for a while. Um, so we'd already kind of done a, a leave once kind of deal, and I think that made it easier. I think my biggest thing was, uh, that journey was three and a half, our daughter. And so right. it was one of those where we didn't know where she was going to go as far as school went and worrying about school systems because I'd already figured all that out in Jacksonville. Right. Um, you guys know I've got OCD and ADHD. So, I mean, pretty <laughs> much as soon as she was born, I knew where she was going to school. Right. Um, so that was interesting. But we, we lucked out a lot with finding the area that we did. And so, but as far as, I mean, being away from family, it's always hard. Yeah. But I think we, we got super lucky. Let me ask this real quick. Did you have a say-so in where the branch is going to be located or did your company just tell you you're coming to Houston? It was more of it's going to be either Dallas or Houston, and then it turned into Houston, and then it turned into north or south. Oh man, and you then out we there. have a couple of yeah. Well, we have <laughs> a couple of national account customers that we are very involved with, and um, we opted to go closer to them. And one of them is located in Deer Park, and the other one is only essentially at uh, two twenty five and six ten. So they're very close to where we're located currently. Okay. So, okay. so it was kind of I a was luck given of an dream. address. No, well, I was, yeah, I was given an address of where the store was going to be, and we kind of threw a dart at places that were close that we could afford. Right. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, I did forget to mention that you guys do have two children. When you guys moved, Stacy, were you pregnant at the time, or did you get pregnant here? No, I got pregnant here. So, like I said, Journey was three and a half. Okay. Um, and basically, that was fun because I had her in the car by myself the whole drive here while Jonathan was driving the truck with all our shit in it. Oh, right. Um, and then Jaden didn't come until after Journey started pre-K. Gotcha. And uh, that was basically just uh, I stayed at home with her. So either we have another baby now so that I can do the same thing or I go back to work and we don't have another kid. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't going to. I wanted the same chances with Jaden for the, the head start on education like I did with Journey. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, Absolutely. So the kids are an important part of this story because they're kind of how we all came together. Now, how long were you guys here before you had met the Clarks? Um, at least six months because we invited them to Jerry's fourth birthday party. Gotcha. Yeah. So she started the pre-K program here a little early before she turned four. 
because they called us and told us that they had an opening in the threes classroom and it was easier to get them into the pre-K classroom if they were already, you know, attending. Right. So Journey actually started uh, three months before pre-K and was in the threes classroom with Zoe. Gotcha. Um, and then because Fallon was already in the pre-K classroom, when they moved Journey up the following month, she ended up in Fallon's class. So basically from the time she started over there at FunCare, we were running into Chris and Haley in the hallway and we just kind of shot the shit. I mean, right. as it was like right off the bat. Right. But it was still a little weird for a while because, I mean, you don't know who people really are. Lots of people show face when they're picking their kids up from school. Right. Um, and they're on their best behavior. Um, and so, like Jonathan said, it was it was Journey's fourth birthday six months later that we invited them to come and have Fallon and Zoe there that we actually got a chance to shoot the shit and get to know each other and realize that a lot of our beliefs were on the same page. And a lot of there's what we were doing a, and raising our kids. There's actually a, a little backstory to this. Um, <laughs> Haley comes home one day and she says, I met this guy at Fun Care. I'm just kind of looking at her and she says, he seems really nice. And my face kind of like changes a little bit. <laughs> and she's like, I think we should, we should, we should hang out with him. I'm looking at her like, um, hold on. Say hold what? On. Like, <laughs> you met a guy at a daycare and you want to hang out with him like i don't fucking think so like what hold up like that created that's me for the first like 30 seconds of our relationship so. and she was like no 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 I, I yeah that is a little bit unusual blah 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 i'm like hey <laughs> i need to record you and play it back to you in a month and let you hear how fucking crazy you sound like no that's weird <laughs> they just moved here from Jacksonville. I'm like, oh yeah, let me guess. He's lonely and looking for somebody to hang out with. Like, no, 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 no. We're not doing all this. Like that uh, sounds crazy. Cause like they're from Florida. Oh hell no. <laughs> hell, man, what are you talking about? But then it gets worse. It gets worse before it gets better. You can't leave out the car story. <laughs> I'm gonna let Johnson tell. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Johnson take that one. So there's there's a couple parts of this is Haley and I guess Chris's recollection. I'm gonna go with also failed to mention that Haley had also been talking to and meeting Stacy at that point. Had been running into her, not just me, but it was primarily me picking the kids up in the afternoon. Right. Yeah. So she had met she had met Stacy at that point, but apparently she's only talking about this crazy person from Florida to Chris who subsequently wants to look at me with a baseball bat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But um, it had been many months of this time of just conversation, chit chat, and we had all joked around. Well, Haley was a very quick trying to get in and out, but she would, she would park right in front of the door with her car still running and then try to go inside and chit chit chat inside, leaving her car running for like 10, 15 minutes outside. (laughs) Right. Maybe not that long, but that's what it seemed like. And uh, <laughs> one day I just happened to pull in and she, her, the door was shutting behind her and I noticed it. And I get this bright idea. Some, this, again, sounds really weird when you say it now. Uh, <laughs> parked my car. <laughs> parked my car. And then jumped in hers and moved it around the corner into a parking spot because she was parked in front of the door blocking traffic. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Needless to say, I walked in, said hi, as we always do, chit-chatting, crossing through the hall, said hi to Miss Angela, the director and the teachers and whoever, got Journey, and we stopped to talk again to Miss Angela about something Journey was doing, and Haley, Zoe, and Fallon leave. Well, she walks out, and maybe two minutes later, three minutes later, she comes back in and tells me I'm a jerk and this and that and all kinds of other <laughs> stuff because she realized that her car is still running, only it's around the corner in a parking spot. <laughs> Man, so that's bold. That's bold. Let me interject myself for a second because this is the first story I hear about Jonathan when we're hanging out uh, at Chris and Haley's. Yeah, this guy that, you know, his daughter goes to, to preschool with our kids. He just hopped in my car and moved it without asking me. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> and ballsy at the same time. Yeah. So Right. So Chris is, Chris is already nervous about this weird guy from Fun Care gets the story when Haley gets home about how now he's moving her car around on her. Don't forget Florida. Like, yeah, no. This is important. We're not playing them. Florida man gets shot in Texas for moving his <laughs> wife's car. Oh, man. Okay, so that was the beginning of it. Like, now the relationship is established. And like I said, our kids is what brought us together. So during that six-month period before you guys started hanging out with the Clarks, like, did you guys try to make friends with anybody else? Not that they matter. I mean, fuck those people. But just curious. <laughs> yes and no, because, I mean, we kind of, I don't want to say we hate people, but. <laughs> right. Y'all hate people. We, we, I feel you, bro. we keep our circle small, too. We yeah, keep our circle, circle small, too. And it, it, it's hard throwing a big cast net and just like, all right, who's going to work out of this and let's weed the rest out kind of deal. Yeah, for it's sure. kind of weird. Yeah, I feel you on yeah. that. Yeah, well, sure. and, and Jonathan was working, Jonathan was working extra hours. You know, because he's trying to get this place up and running. So he's going in early. He's staying late. Journey's now at the, the daycare. And, and like I said, we decided to go ahead and have baby number two. So I'm at home by myself, pregnant. Right. I'm not going anywhere if I don't have to. I spent <laughs> those nine months in sweatpants and didn't care about anybody else. Right. So, I mean, literally the, the Halloween party that, that Chris and Haley did at their place, I'd Pop Jaden out, what, a week and a half later? Yeah, I forgot so. about that. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, Chris, how long did it take before you were like, all right, I think this guy's cool? We get an invite to Journey 4 birthday. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Haley comes home. We got the invite. And I'm just looking at her like she's got shit all over her face. Like, look, I don't like this idea. This is, it just it doesn't it doesn't sit right with me. I don't I don't something's not right here. Yeah, I feel you. The the the, the backstory, the whole like it's hard to explain. It just yeah. didn't sit right with me. Yeah, I feel you. So she's like, no, I've already committed to going. We're going. I'm like, you know what? What the fuck ever? I'll go and I'll bite well, my tongue for two hours yeah. and I'll fucking leave. Right? I mean, they are the bosses. See, we got you twice because. <laughs> I have to interject. We we made it twice as hard for her to say no because Journey had just left the threes classroom where Zoe was, and those were all her friends, and had moved into the new pre-K classroom like 15 days before we sent out the invitation. Uh -huh. So Journey wanted to invite the the, the three-year-old room to come because those are the people she'd already been hanging out with for a couple of months. And we yeah. wanted her to stay in contact with her new friends. So Chris and Haley got an invitation from Zoe, 
hands from Fallon. <laughs> they couldn't say so, no. Yeah, the pressure was on I, at that we, point. We get all birthday partied up, you know, get ready. I put my big boy britches on. I'm going to go. I'm going to suck it up for two hours, whatever. I walk into this birthday party. Keep in mind, when Fallon was, I think, up to four, our birthday parties were, like, the most over-the-top, obnoxious thing you've ever seen in your life. Right. It was just mayhem. We cleaned for days on end. It was crazy, right? Yeah. I walk into this birthday party, and my jaw hits the fucking floor. I cannot believe the detail and the craftsmanship that went into this party. Like, <laughs> I am truly amazed. There right. was a watermelon that was carved out. Was it, was it a pirate ship? Yeah, it was a pirate ship. Yeah. Damn. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm telling you, the detail went into the fucking party was just unbelievable. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, who has, who has time to, like, I thought Haley was bad. Who has time to, like, do this? How? How did you? Oh, now I'm curious. The pregnant lady is bored out of her mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. So there, there's a bunch of people from the daycare there, right? And it's it's becoming very apparent to me that me and Jonathan are the only two <laughs> normal cats here, right? Like, I'm not going to get into the conversations that we had, but it was very not my taste. Right. I think it was when we yeah, we both communally hated on another guy that tried bashing yeah. everything that you and I both stood for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it became very apparent that everybody there was not on the same level. Yeah. And that's kind of where the relationship for me took off. So y'all were like, okay, y'all had I the team up. Yeah, I majorly misjudged. Yeah. I majorly misjudged this entire situation. And shame on me. Right. Like, look where we're at now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I don't know how long you guys had been hanging out with the Hughes before you introduced them to us, but I remember... Uh, we met Whitney. We met Whitney briefly the night that they did the Halloween party, right. and I think the first time we, like, officially met you, officially met both of you guys, was just a random Sunday family dinner that we used to do all the time. Yeah. I think we'd met Whitney, like, or I had met Whitney just over there talking with Haley, screwing around or whatever, um, a couple of other times, maybe two or three, yeah. but not very much. Yeah. And uh, Haley called and was like, Whitney and I were talking, and you and Jonathan have to come to family dinner now because you're family. All right. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> it's, it's perfect that you set this up that way because I do remember this now. Whitney tells me Kristen Haley's friends, Jonathan and Stacy, are coming to family dinner night. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Hold up. <laughs> like, hold up. Yeah. Hold, up, hold, hold the fuck up. Who? What? Wild Florida motherfuckers you talking about? Yeah, look, man. Okay, so I have to give a little bit of background on this. As I was going through my growth and development to become the person that I was today, I tried to turn a whole lot of friends into family and got burned. So at this point in my life, I have major trust issues with everyone. It's a miracle that I even got with Whitney. For the majority of my life, it had been me and my daughter versus the world. And around that time, what we were doing on our side of things is Logan was starting to play football for the Tigers in Deer Park. And my wife, Mm -hmm. I love her to death. Like she just embraces everybody. Like she wanted to be friends with everybody. And I used to, I remember seeing 
parents get together at practice and like they're hugging each other. Oh, I love you so much. I, I don't know these people. Like I'll dab you up and I'll say, what's up. Right. I'll give you the head nod. Like, yo, what's up? But I love you. Like, are you serious? And I think there was this Whitney had gone through a divorce previously. Obviously we were starting a new life together at this point. We're just dating. And I think we just had a desire, especially Whitney to just get settled in and make home somewhere. You know what I mean? And Deer Park is, yeah. a, is a wonderful community for that. There's a lot of families. Most of the people, I'm not going to say most of the people, a lot of the people who live here grew up here. So she already knew a lot of people from when she grew up here. And I think she was just really anxious to, to bring that family feel back to Deer Park. Now, me on the other end, I, I've never settled anywhere longer than a few years. And I couldn't tell you what my friends from seven years ago were doing, like, so I, I keep my circle super small. So when they tell me, yeah, they're coming to family dinner night, I was like, hold the fuck up. Nah, <laughs> let me, I got to figure out what's going on with these peeps. And so I come there and you guys are super nice, cordial. Jonathan is a very charismatic guy. If you guys have never met him before, he comes out and he looks you straight in the eye and he shakes your hand. And he, you could tell he can sell some shit. So he was selling himself and his family <laughs> to the rest of us. And it didn't help that they had a really cute girl as a daughter and I'm like, okay, I'm not, I, I can't be a complete hater. Right. Like, you know, they come in with the family thing going on. So I'm like, all right, let me see what these people are about. We start hanging out and I find, I figure out that you guys are cool, but I'm not ready to put y'all on that family level yet. Right. Like I see how close you guys have gotten to the, to the Clarks and I'm not going to lie to you. Like secretly, I'm super skeptical about this situation. I always say to people, it takes going through some real life shit to, figure out, okay, these, these people are real. They can be my people. Right. So I'm an, people are. Yeah. absolutely. So I think the first time I had a legit conversation was probably Whitney and Haley's birthday party when we played the, the water slide, oh, the kickball. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, we were all lathered up that day. And I don't mean with baby lotion. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> We had been all kicking it back. Even Chris, who don't really get down that hard, and myself, like, I was, that was one of them parties we, we got down, okay? You know, whenever you meet different people, especially when you're couples and you guys are hanging out, like, everybody has certain boundaries and rules or whatever, and it can definitely vary. So we're all out there. We're drinking. We're, we're playing around. And I think, Jonathan, if you'll recall this, you played a little bit of the slappity ass. The slappity ass. Uh, <laughs> played a little bit of the slappity ass. And he was doing it with everybody, but he called Whitney one time, and I was like, all right, man, I'm going to have to talk to this dude. Because, look, I knew, I was like, okay, this dude just doesn't know. Like, I wasn't pissed. Like, the old me would have would have freaked out. But I was like, you know what? Let me holler at this dude real quick. Calm down. I was like, yo, I'm going to holler. I was like, yo, Jonathan, I know that everybody's got different rules. Nobody knows who's got what rules. I'm like, for me, like, that's not really cool. Jonathan was fucking mortified, dude. First of all, he meant nothing by it. Jonathan probably texted me for the next three, four days. Like, dude, I'm really sorry, bro. It, it, it was, you know, it didn't, I didn't mean anything by it. And I'm like, Jonathan, we're good, bro. But like his fervor and his, like, he could have been like, dude, fuck you. I ain't do nothing. Like, you know what I mean? But his fervor yeah. for the situation yeah. and him really wanting to be like, yo, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I felt that. And I was like, you know what? Because like I said, this is like three, four days later. He's still like, yo, man, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't, I'm over it, dude. Like, it was just, it was whatever. But that told me something about Jonathan. I'm like, dude, this, this guy's a pretty stand up dude. So that was the first thing that happened that kind of softened me up. Um, as the kids start getting older, you know, we're watching Journey grow up. Jaden comes into the picture. And like I said, we just went through 
some real life stuff. My wife and I were going through some very difficult times trying to get custody of Maddie around the time that you guys came along. And sometimes we would sit in the garage and as I'm telling this story to Chris and Haley, like you guys are right there and you guys would have advice to give or just be somebody to listen. And that's the real life stuff that I'm talking about that kind of brings us closer together. And that's what kind of started dragging me in and what put it over the top for me once we finally get Maddie here, it was a very difficult time for her. She has no sense of home and family. And what I really wanted for her was to be surrounded by people that were her people, a family, to have her have this sense of belonging and community. But it gets me kind of emotional when I think about how I thought of you guys previously and how I think of you now, because you guys had no reason to cut for and support my daughter the way that you guys have. And Chris, you and I talked about in previous episodes how certain moments we like to live in them and we're not going to worry about recording it on our smartphone or anything. Putting, yeah, Maddie in, putting Maddie in cheerleading and in drill team was a huge deal, more than anybody really understands, because of everything her and I had gone through before. Jonathan and Stacy, you guys had zero obligation in the beginning because in the beginning, your daughter was not a starlight. She was a twinkle. Like Y'all could have showed up, did y'all's thing in the morning, and then left. You had no obligation to stay there and support her and my son the way that you guys did. But you guys were always there. It didn't matter how early in the morning. And you guys would be there to take pictures and video whenever I was just trying to take in that moment. And that was the thing for me, the support and the love that you guys gave to my daughter. That's what that's what softened me up and said, you know what, Nick, you need to chill. Like these people have proven themselves to you. I've, I've had this conversation with you guys multiple times, and it's the reason I wanted to have you guys on this show I think it's true. You shouldn't just trust anybody that comes into your life and you can get burned, but you also can't be so hard and so cynical that you don't let good people come along. We all are going to need each other at some point. We all have needed each other at some point. And the way things are going right Absolutely. now, the way things are going right now, who knows in two, three months, how badly we're going to need one another. And I think to myself, yeah. if I hadn't given you guys that opportunity to really ingratiate yourselves into our family, it wouldn't be the same. We need you guys. We need Journey. We need Jaden. We need you guys. You guys, without you guys, what we have, our dynamic is not the same. And I just wanted to tell you guys that in front of the world so they all hear it. We greatly appreciate that. I mean, we it, see the other side of that is how y'all are kind of saying that us coming in and integrating into your family has made y'all help out and stuff like that. It's actually been a big deal for Stacy and I because I, I don't want to say that we don't know anybody else other than you guys, but y'all are our people. I mean, if something happens. It's Chris and Haley and Nick and Whitney, like, hey, have you let them know this is what's going on yet? And then we go from there. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> for sure. It, it's been a big deal for us because uh, we said earlier is our family is elsewhere. Um, right. The closest person that lives to us family-wise is um, Stacy's mom, who still lives four hours away in Longview. Right. So, I mean, yeah. um, you guys, um, I mean, even with y'all's parents and everybody, um, I mean, uh, Haley, Whitney and Haley's mom, uh, Daylene, she looks down and calls Journey and Jaden, her grandkids too, and Absolutely. gets them Christmas presents the same, and treats everybody the same. And I mean, she does the same courtesy for Stacy and I. I mean, y'all have all accepted us in, and it's been great for us to have the addition to our lives and family. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's another thing yeah. I had to do was put myself in y'all's shoes. Go ahead, Stacy. I was just going to say, and Chris's parents too. I mean, you know, my my mom and my dad being so far away couldn't do grandparents' day that one year, and and Elizabeth went up there, uh, Chris's mom, 
And I mean, she did all the activities, pulled Journey from class and hung out with her just like she was one of the actual grandkids. And it was, it was awesome. Journey came home, the smile on her face was crazy big. Right. You know, and she was just so, so stoked. Um, yeah, that's an amazing it's a thing. big thing to us, just like you said about, about Logan and Maddie and Hannah, that, you know, for Journey and Jaden to still have that family mm-hmm. is, is huge. Yeah. And, and I told you guys, after the support you guys gave to my family, like, there's no way in the world, whatever Jaden and, and Journey got going on, I'm going to be there front and center, just like you guys were. Chris and Jonathan, you guys brought up something interesting, though. You talked about how at the birthday party, you guys were talking to some other people, and it became evident really quick that, like, you guys were on the same page about a lot of things as far as, I guess, just life goes, morals, beliefs, and whatnot. What's crazy uh-huh. about that is we talk about all the time about how our show we want to show that people who aren't the same have different backgrounds can get along. And to be honest with you, Jonathan right. and Stacy, I've been friends with you guys for four years. I don't think one time we've ever talked about politics, religion. Like, I don't think any of that has ever come up, nor has it mattered, you know, and we'll see. And that's the thing is that it actually has come up. We just have had our two cents about it. We say, okay, we either, I get your point. You get my point. We agree to disagree. Yeah. We just keep going about our days. And that's why it doesn't seem like we've ever talked about it because it hasn't mattered. Right. If that makes sense. The reason I made that post on Facebook and tagged you guys in it a couple of days ago, I said, what if a few nobodies from Texas changed the world? Because if what happens in our circle could happen everywhere, just imagine that. Imagine people coming together and understanding that they disagree about certain political views, maybe religious views. Maybe they're not exactly on the same page about parenting and other guidelines of that nature, but are able to come together and realize that people are people. Not everybody's the same. And what we do have in common far outweighs the things that are different. Right. That's why I interject on that. Go ahead. Um, I do want to make it clear that it wasn't just that Chris and Jonathan had the same viewpoint. Um, the big thing, I think, even more than the same ideals that brought them together, having those conversations at Journey's birthday party, was the fact that one one gentleman specifically was bringing things up. And like I said, we won't go into details, but things such as gun rights and, and politics and that sort of thing. And he reached a point where he was standing up and raising his voice and being loud at a four-year-old's yeah. birthday party yeah. because somebody had a different belief than he did. Right. And Jonathan and Chris were both able to get their points across, put their two cents in, and stay calm about the situation and then try and change the subject because that's not the kind of conversations you have at a four-year-old birthday party anyway. Yeah, man. Let alone be the one to bring yeah. them up and then show you that. For real, man. I'm at a birthday party. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to bounce in the bounce. I'm trying to be in the bouncy house and get some cake. I don't give a fuck about what you think about guns, bro. <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm trying to hit so, this. So I'm trying to hit this pinata. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We weren't bringing up these conversations. The guy that was actually getting mad was the one bringing up the conversation. Yeah. Too, of course. Like Chris and I, like when, I mean, you know your uh, brother-in-law and your sister-in-law pretty well, Chris and Haley. Yeah. Um, soon as they walked in, Haley did her. I'm going to give myself a tour of the house. You guys have pictures hanging, and <laughs> right. she was like, "I feel like I, she she walked through the house and saw a couple of our like collage style framed photos, and um, there's a couple pictures of Stacy by herself with friends, me with myself, us together, just whatever." 
And she was like, yeah, y'all are all kind of people. These are stupid. She's like, I think I have a picture like this in our house too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, there's one guy in every at every party though, right? Who wants to wants to go there, but I think that's that's oh, the beautiful course. thing. That's the beautiful thing about our group. Uh, we get loud. We'll yell when we're playing dominoes or something. You know, <laughs> we'll get hype in a we'll get hype in a debate. Right? We'll get hype in a debate. Exactly. Exactly. We'll get hype in a debate about music <laughs> or you know whatever's going on. Like we get loud, and that that slip and slide kickball tournament. Got very, very heated and contested. It was a, <laughs> but it was all, it was all love, you know. Like everybody wanted to win, though. Like it was, it was serious. If everybody could just kind of take the same approach, and I, I hate to sound like I'm sitting here tooting our horn, like we are the world, but you know, there's a part of me that would love to have a bigger circle than we have. If everybody could just get on board with that, look, man, it's it's not about what makes us different. It's about the things we have yeah, in common and the real life shit that we have going on. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just proud of it. I wanted to let you guys know, Jonathan and Stacy, you are much as a part of our family as anybody. Look, I have blood relatives. They don't fuck with me anymore. I was determined at a certain point, like, okay, I'm going to put together my own family. You know, I thought once I married Whitney and Maddie came to live here and we were all together and we had Chris and Haley and their kids and, you know, Whitney and Haley's mother like I thought this is good we don't need nothing else right but like I said before I can't imagine what our circle would be like if you guys were not in it and I don't know if anybody else listening has had a similar experience moving to someplace new not knowing anybody having to go through the emotional part of your kids not having any friends missing their old friends the trouble of trying to figure out okay who's good who's kosher who's not it's it, it sucks if you can do it and you can find your people, and you know they got your back. It's it's a beautiful feeling, man. So, once again, I appreciate you, you guys. Exactly. And we appreciate really so, Jonathan, let's talk about some of the things you guys bring to the table. Chris mentioned the detail of your wife putting together birthday parties, arts and craft, anything of that nature. Like Stacy's the go-to. That's where we go. Uh, you, <laughs> I'm telling you because she's got yeah. everything on fleek. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what your what your she shed is looking like these days, but I just imagine that it's got everything. And I don't want people showing up at your house because I know we're going through some shortages on certain items. But if anybody needs to do arts and crafts, like Stacy's got the hookup. Every time Hannah could come up to me like, "Do we have paper?" I'd be like, "No, nah, let me call Stacy. We don't even have paper. What's going yeah. on? I'm gonna give you a piece of printer paper." But Stacy's got everything you guys need. What Jonathan has brought to my life that I appreciate is the man has knives and knows how to use them. <laughs> as long as we've been doing cookouts in my house bro i never have good knives and dude because i'll let everybody know um you used to be in culinary arts you were were you a certified chef i uh, once upon a time yeah once upon a time um that that certification okay so, so, so i got not been retested, but oh, okay. i got time to throw into this so the first time that jonathan and stacy came over for dinner right I did not know Jonathan was a chef. Right. My ass put together fucking two pounds of taco meat and <laughs> fucking HGB cheese and taco mix. And I'm thinking like, hell yeah, right? Bro, I'm so glad you're telling this story. Dude, <laughs> dude the, the second I figured out I'm feeding a fucking chef, goddamn 80-20 taco meat and fucking cheese and tacos, I'm like, oh my. Bro, what? 
<laughs> Hold up, man. Like, how, how do we let this happen? Bro, nobody <laughs> understands the pressure. Yeah, I know. Your wife telling you, hey, everybody's coming over for dinner. Oh, Jonathan and Stacy are coming too. I'm like, fuck. We ain't got no damn knives. Yep. I mean, do we have any seasoning? I'm like, God, all we got is salt and pepper. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but y'all, y'all know this now that at the end of the day, I'll put ketchup on a saltine cracker if it keeps me from going hungry. Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just, the best thing I've ever had is the one I didn't cook. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of pressure. And, and I don't I, care who you are. Yeah. Everybody loves tacos. For sure. For sure. And it's so simple. I just know that every time, like, I'm never thinking about the fact that we don't. Okay, first of all, we have knives now, you know, four years later. (laughs) But when you used to come over, I never thought about the fact that we didn't have knives until Jonathan came over. And Whitney would be like, Jonathan and Stacey are coming over. Like, fuck, we don't have any knives. Because, like, I'd be sitting there trying to (laughs) cut up vegetables with a steak knife. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) You know, trying to mince with a paring knife or some shit. I'm like, God, we got to get some. Every time they leave, baby, we got to get knives. God damn it. (laughs) So let me ask you, Jonathan, because first of all, I think I've only eaten your cooking like two or three times. And it was usually simple shit. So how'd you get into culinary? And and where did that where did that break off for you? where you decided I'm going to do something else? Well, when I was younger, uh, there's only a few places that hire you really young. Grocery stores and restaurants. Right. Because you can be like 14 or 15 in most states, and you can be like a bagger or a busboy or something like that. Um, Well, I went the restaurant route, and I was a busboy at a restaurant that um, one of my friend's aunt was a bartender at or something like that. Okay. Um, And started working there found out that you can make a lot of money if you are personable. So that's kind of where I learned that skill. And it um, started just kind of working my way. Started, And then when I was about 16 or so, um, of course, being a guy in a restaurant, you talk with the kitchen guys instead of the servers. Mm-hmm. And uh, they crossed me over to the dark side, and I started cooking when I was about 17 or so. Okay, And then had been cooking ever since. And, uh, I found out uh, pretty much my senior year in high school is when I was essentially full time cook, so to speak. Right. Um, I moved out my junior year in high school, had my own place, my senior year and found out I could work more than I could go to school. So I did that. (laughs) Yeah. Done deal. Get that money. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's, I, I would still be doing it now. Uh, the only reason why I made the, trek from starting off young and then i mean i've been through culinary school i've worked at some really nice restaurants i've had the opportunity of working with some really good chefs who are also still out there in the field now um i actually joke around with you guys about that all the time i was like let me know if you're going to this place or that place um go to this restaurant my buddy was the chef there or whatever the case is it's difficult sometimes but Mm -hmm. the change came over is because i wanted something more conducive to family life yeah. In all honesty, yeah. Um, when we went, we moved back home um, shortly before Journey was born, and I had opportunities to continue working in restaurants as a chef, but uh, had the opportunity to apply for where I'm working at currently still, and um, still worked part time for the longest for a few years as a, a cook at some of the restaurants I worked before, just with friends that needed help and whatnot. Yeah, and. Uh, I just, I, I wanted to be there for my kids growing up, so to speak. 
Right. So working in restaurants, you always work nights, you always work weekends, you always work holidays. And I mean, I missed a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I didn't want to keep doing that. So that's kind of where I ended up and why the opportunity for the promotion and moving to Houston was uh, a big deal as it was because I'd only just stopped working part time shortly before I got offered that. Oh, okay. So okay. kind of like a, like a that's here awesome. you go. Here's a all the hard all the hard work you're doing. Here's an opportunity to make more money to provide for your family and still be there at the same time. So there you go. Well, we've talked about that many a times. Taking that leap of faith, making a change. And doing it for the right reasons, man. And it's worked out for you guys. And we're thankful that it did because that's what brought you here, man. So, but Stacy, I mean, was was Jonathan cooking when you met him? Oh, yeah. He was already cooking. Okay. So and that, I don't cook. That, that was a perk. And, and, yeah, that I mean, was a perk. Met, <laughs> oh, for real. I mean, well, no. At first it was a curse, literally. Because I grew up, my mom did feeding everybody every night. And our whole family there in Jacksonville, the whole time we were growing up. Right. So everything that we ate was your tacos and your spaghetti and your big meal, make them super cheap and yeah, eat yeah. an army kind of meal. Yeah. So I basically grew up eating chicken nuggets and French fries and macaroni and cheese and corn and spaghetti. Yeah. And that was like it. So when I first met Jonathan, he's like, oh, yeah, try this. I'm like, I don't fucking think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, was, I had yeah. absolutely no palate when it came to food whatsoever. You're like, what the, um, what the fuck until, is a parsnip? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He put something down in front of me, and I'm like, nope. And he's like, it's chicken. I'm like, it don't look like chicken. I'm not eating it. Um, <laughs> so it took a while. It did. Um, yeah. But now it's a, a huge blessing because, like I said, I, I don't cook either. Um, and so now my palate is advanced. Right. My cooking skills still suck, and I'm still married to a chef. Now there I can eat go. whatever I want, not have yeah. to cook it. Now, Jonathan, you probably regret ever telling us that you were a chef because now you end up cutting all the vegetables every time we get together. They're just it's sitting there waiting for not you. Not that big a deal. <laughs> it's actually not that big of a deal because you talked about wanting knives, wanting knives. Hey, baby, we got to get knives. And yeah. then what was it? Two years ago, our Christmas party, the uh, um, oven mitt wrap gift was yes. a knife that Chris and Haley got. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. Bro, you know, okay, first of all, <laughs> let, let's talk about that really quick because you guys became part of our family Christmas tradition and we get together every Christmas. We exchange gifts between the kids. Uh, we play this ornament game where we all eventually end up exchanging ornaments. And then we do the gift wrap that's wrapped several times, taped. And every year that we do this, that's another one of those times that we're getting super loud, super competitive. This year it got a little bit heated, bro. I'm not going to lie. Or this past year. First of all, for like three years straight, I felt like I was getting the short end of the stick because I would damn near get that thing open. And then somebody, you know, I'd do all the work and somebody would get that thing open right after I did all the hard work. So what's funny is this year, Whitney and I bought the gift. So I knew what was inside of it. And I was like, I want that motherfucker. So, <laughs> but, um, but the, yeah, the, it, I missed out on the knives too. And I was disappointed about that. Cause I was like, babe, we could have had knives. <laughs> okay. Like we kind of have knives now. They're not even. Like, they need to be sharpened, but I don't feel as bad. Like, if Jonathan comes over and asks me for a chef's knife, like, I can actually hand him a chef's knife and not, like, a butter knife and be like, sorry, that's it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's so much pressure, man. But, I mean, 
like once again, that's just I love our dynamic in that way. Like we all bring something to the table. I, I still haven't discovered exactly what I bring to the table yet, but we all have our place and and it's a beautiful thing. So I want to give you guys an opportunity to go ahead and stand up for Florida while we have a little bit of time here because we went in pretty hard on it. So <laughs> is this something that you're used to when you're from Florida? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm, people are always yeah. going in on you and telling all these stories. Here's the thing, dude. I had no intention of giving Florida shit <laughs> until I started Googling dumb people doing dumb shit and everybody was fucking from Florida. And I was like, what is happening? From <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's really a big, a yep. big deal. Uh, the difference being from Florida is that you see it when you're walking down the street. So right. it's kind of a norm. <laughs> it's not a. it's not yeah. a culture shock reading it on the Internet from halfway across the country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, for us, it's just, oh, yeah, here we go again. Man, it's Florida. It's just hot. Yeah, I feel you. It's hot. It's humid. It's sweaty. I feel you, man. It's uh, it's it's one of those things, though, when if you guys were going to come in, like I wanted to I wanted to bring up some new stories from Florida and show you, like, if you go search the Huffington Post. Are you fact-checking these stories? Are these people from Florida? <laughs> Every single one I pulled up was from Florida. We had that one from Tennessee, the guy who was smoking weed it's in the courtroom. From Florida, but are they really? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think maybe Huffington Post has like a grudge against Florida. Every single story, is somebody from Florida. <laughs> no, dude. No, dude. People are crazy there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool. You do know Stacy and I, and I mean, we're like the. And there's the deal. Exactly the as long as you can embrace it, that's what's that's the important part. Hey, Stormy's making her debut on the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. I know. I'm trying to get away from it. It's all good, baby. Jumping it's all on good. Hey, too. it's all in the family, man. That includes everybody, including Stormy. That's, that's it. That's it. All right, man. So what have you guys been up to during this quarantine time? I know, Chris, you must be going stir-crazy, brother. You can't sit still for nothing. Dude, i tell you what. I've actually been busy like a motherfucker every day in that backyard. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Every See, I knew you weren't going to sit around. I knew you weren't going to sit around. No. Hell no. I saw you were passing out nope. hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, dude. We actually uh, we actually delivered 200 bottles of that stuff. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, oh, yeah. I do. Look, it's, it's a really difficult time right now, but I do want to holler at everybody and just remind them, look, the people who are hurting the most are the small businesses, the families out here, dude, you know, trying, hey. to, trying to take care of their families and. And do the right thing by their community. So anyway, you guys can support small business. That includes Falzo, Fair Dinkum, you know, anybody in this area. Yeah. I know our friend Sarah from the Urban Soap Bar, they were they were struggling a little bit. So anything anything yep. you guys can do to support small businesses. I've seen I want to give all these small businesses credit. I've seen some people being very creative. I don't know if you saw in Oregon that there was a strip club that was having the strippers deliver food. <laughs> To, uh, <laughs> I saw that. I did see that. <laughs> I think I believe they called Holy it. Hell. I believe they called it Boober Eats. Uh, <laughs> 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 what they would do is the strippers would like they were wearing pasties and they would deliver food. The bartenders were the drivers. Like they were just trying to stay busy. And I think Oregon, that area, Oregon, Washington, like they're hit pretty hard right now, man. So look, yeah. there's there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of things that to be nervous about. One of the things, you know, I didn't want to get into it too heavy on here, but I did want to mention like, hey, the people who are hurting the most is the small businesses. So get out there and support them. 
support one another. Absolutely. Um, none of that. None of that stuff we talked about before matters. Politics and religion. Like, look, every these are people struggling to to take care of their families, and everybody yeah. is on edge a little bit. And if if we can just do the right thing and stick together while being apart at the same time, <laughs> stick together but yeah, be apart. Don't hang out. Exactly. Yeah, do the right exactly. thing. But uh, then we're we're gonna see our way through this, man. So that that goes for everybody. Like I said, Deer Park, but we have listeners all over the country, even in France. Polyvu, what's up, y'all? Y'all all take care, stay safe out there, man. <laughs> and uh, we'll get through this thing for sure, for sure. Message us if you're if you're the person listening in France, please message us. Yes, we need to we'll know who's listening in France. We want we want to talk to you. Absolutely, yeah. We'll use Google Translate. Siri can hook it up. For there you sure, go. For sure. There you go. So, Jonathan, are you still at work right now? Uh, yeah. As you know, I am in safety, sales, and distribution. Right. So, safety means gloves, uh, masks, respirators, uh, Tyvek suits, hand sanitizer, wipes. Uh, if it has anything to do with this virus, it is going out the door like crazy. Yeah. We have actually been exponentially busier. And um, we, as a company, made a decision to pretty much let everybody work from home, right. minus myself and one other person. So right. him and I are both salary uh, as it is. We're both kind of the we we run the location as it is. Right. So we uh, we've been uh, turning and burning and trying to put product into people's hands to help keep them safe for their workers because uh, there are still a lot of companies that are allowing work to go on. Some of the construction and the lawn maintenance and Oh yeah, uh, the waste the waste industry is another big one that's actually uh, working a lot because people still have trash, especially now. Right, uh, they're at home a lot more often, so yeah. uh, these companies are trying to do what they can to keep their workers safe. Yeah, to uh, keep our lives running in somewhat of a normalcy. So absolutely, and shout out to them, man. We yeah. have to, we have to thank all of those people. You know, even especially cool. playing, the, yeah, especially you know in the medical field, all the doctors and nurses and people putting themselves in harm's way. And, you know, there's a shortage all over the country of some of these supplies. Are you feeling that here in Texas right now, Jonathan? Uh, absolutely. We actually, uh, we have locations countrywide, but we've actually talked with all of them and everybody nationwide is having trouble securing. And this is all the way up to a manufacturing level. Right. Um, like they, they can't produce them fast enough to yeah. fill orders. And right. I mean, it's, it's really... I see some of the things firsthand because we have to stay in touch with what we're allowed to sell, how we're allowed to sell it. Um, certain manufacturers are putting restrictions on amounts allowed to be ordered at a time yeah. so that people aren't mass boarding and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, all, I know people are upset by it, but that's one of the biggest reason that we're doing this social distancing thing and self quarantining is because, Right now, the personal protective equipment and the resources needed to put a cap on this thing are just not available at a fast enough rate. So I know everybody's frustrated. They're literally not. Trust me. Yeah. I mean, I know everybody's frustrated. Trust me. I wish we were all together right now doing this podcast in person, but we just got to do what we got to do to survive. And, you know, just be mindful of, of the people, you know, even though this, this thing might not affect you, like just be mindful of the other people that it is affecting or it could affect. So, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. I was just going to say, you know, I've got I've, I've got family with COPD and and my mom's boyfriend's got family with cystic fibrosis and like all those people can't handle this kind of stuff. 
Um, and it was like I was telling you the other day, like, you know, we just, we love each other enough to stay away from each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Because look, there's people out there carrying this thing with no symptoms. It's not affecting them at all, but you never know who you might pass it on to. So, and that's, know, that's the scary part, dude. That's, that's the scary part about this whole thing. Yeah. Is you don't know if you have it or not. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's people yeah. walking around saying, I, I feel fine. I'm not, I'm not showing any signs of symptoms. Like that's all fine and dandy, but right. If you are carrying it and you pass it on to an 80 year old who's, you know, hanging on by a thread or right. somebody with a, you know, weak immune system, like they're not going to be so lucky. And that just takes, you know? that just it's, takes having a selfless attitude about the whole situation. Yeah. You know, we're no, not absolutely. here to, we're not here to talk about who to blame for what, like none of that matters. I, I see too much of that right now. No, like, of course not. Everybody's wanting to point fingers and it, they're turning into a political thing. Like the reality of the situation is there is a virus and it is spreading quickly. And there are people who will probably be fine. And there are people who are not fine. So treat yeah. everybody the yep. same, treat everybody, just use your head, use your heart, treat everybody the same. Act like everybody has it. And if we do the right thing, this, and this wash thing, your damn hand, wash your damn hand. Wash your yeah. nasty ass <laughs> hand. Good God. Bruh. Okay. Speaking of which, and uh, let's talk about our children and their hygiene really quick. <laughs> Because that is that is what has been driving me the most fucking crazy is like I'm trying not to freak out and like scare my kids. But at the same time, like, first of all, I already had a hard enough time getting these motherfuckers to shower and wash their ass in the first place. And now, like, you have this added (laughs) you have this added pressure of like, dude, like they'll just walk around and they'll be like wiping their nose on each other, snotting everywhere, like coughing, <laughs> spitting while they're eating. Like y'all need to chill, bro. Like for real, yep, yep. especially if you have any boys, like boys are gross. Boys oh, are yeah. so gross. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's what's funny about this thing is I didn't even want to get into this super heavy, but this is going to change everything forever. Like the way we view communicable disease or virus or like this is, this has been a game changer and hopefully the effects won't be life altering. For us as a majority, us as a majority, trust me, it's already altered some people's lives. There there are people who've lost loved ones. Um, There's people who've lost jobs because of the economy. I'm just hoping that they're, you know, us, Chris, we're optimistic people. We're hoping there's light at the end of Of that tunnel and we're going to do our part here locally to try, like I said, support small business, uh, do what we can to, to not get this thing spreading all over the place. And, uh, you know, even yeah. I'll be at work next week, but I've been trying to, you know, stay distance from everybody else. It's just it's changing the way that we think on a on a regular basis, because yeah. this isn't the last virus or pandemic that's going to happen. There'll be another one. And hopefully no, no, going, hopefully going through this experience is going to teach us what we need to know to to make it less impactful the next time. Definitely. So I guess we're putting off sure. the family. Definitely. I guess we're not having family dinner night tomorrow. Is that what I'm what I'm hearing no. here? <laughs> no. <laughs> So we, we can all agree to cook tacos. Yeah, we'll just yeah, yeah. We'll just all agree to cook tacos tomorrow night, and we'll video chat each other. Yeah, there you go. If you got, we'll be like, hey Alexa, we'll just put all the Alexas around the table and and do our thing. Are we- <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's what's up. Well, I'm so glad you guys came on. I wish you guys were here. Uh, I hope you guys stay safe, Jonathan and Stacy. We love you. We love your kids, Jaden and Journey, Chris. Y'all stay, bro. I know, I know you're protecting your family and everybody just, I want y'all to stay safe and it'll be, it won't be long before we're sitting at the same table again, chopping it up. Uh, We'll have to get, see next time we play dominoes though, we're just going to hand sanitize 
after every time you slap one down, you know, <laughs> Damaho, and then you got to go. get that get that hand sanitizer out, man. Well, I'm so glad you. What's that? There you go. Take the hand sanitizer. We'll use rubber gloves. Yeah, there, yeah, that's true. But then you got to sanitize the glove. This shit has got me so paranoid, bro. Like I won't even wear my hat. So I'm like, this shit could be on my hat. I'm like, oh, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. But uh, Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan showed me a, a Facebook thing just yesterday, and and it's a guy who's in the bathroom and he starts to wash his hands, and then he turns the water faucet off and realizes he touched the faucet, so then he cleans the faucet and he rewashes his hands. It's a never-ending cycle. He the soap bottle, <laughs> so then he's got to wash the soap bottle, and then he touches the handle to the door, and so he's got to wash that, and then he leans up against the wall because. He's tired of it all, and then he's got to wash the wall. And <laughs> bro, we just yeah. need a swimming pool. We just need a swimming pool of hand sanitizer. Just jump in that bitch. Hey man, <laughs> some people got it. Some people fucking got it. Yeah, that's true. Good lord, <laughs> that is very true. But man, I'm glad you guys came on. You guys stay safe. You know, I love all of you. I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. There's probably all kinds of movies you could have been watching i don't know whatever anybody's doing when they're sitting in the house ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to us right now we appreciate so much uh, you guys taking the time to tune in and and listen to us talk about our our crazy family we love one another and we know you guys have probably had similar experiences if you like what you're hearing from us on a regular basis tell the world about it we are on facebook instagram twitter why do i keep mentioning twitter we're on Facebook and Instagram, though. We're on both of those. And uh, we're sh- <laughs> there's people on there showing us love. We mentioned before, whatever platform you listen to us on, go rate the show. Go leave a, a review and tell us what you think. This is a podcast for the people and by the people. Do any of you have anything to add before we get out of here? I just want to say that we love you guys, too. And we're glad to be here. Already. Absolutely. All right, bud. Well, Chris, you good? I'm good, brother. All right, man. I'm going to see you soon, man. Once again, thank you very much for listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. For my guests, Jonathan and Stacey Hughes, my name's Nick Stevenson. And my name's Chris Clark, and we'll see you all next time. You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast with Nick and Chris. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.